Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. This week we'll be joined by Tara, and not her real name, who has been having a virtual affair with a married man. I don't want to um, tell our listeners how long we just spent coming up with a fake name. (laughs) (laughs) And how in the end we just googled woman's name. (laughs) That's how we got to Tara, everybody. (laughs) Classic us. Um, So I wanted to ask you something. I don't know if this is a bit weird. But um, my friend, um, she listens to this. Don't worry, I'm not going to reveal all your secrets. She's just started kind of gone on a few dates with someone. And we were talking about like messages and she got one from him. Mm. And then it reminded me of a message I've had with someone before that. Should we say that use the word dalliance, dalliance with? And then I thought, is it weird that I keep screenshots of these messages from people oh what are the message what kind of content are the, are the messages <laughs> <laughs> so it's like when either um something's gone wrong so when it's it um the dalliance i need to stop using the word <laughs> no i love it you did <laughs> say you were a victorian earlier and this makes sense <laughs> even when that's coming to an end so basically like it's basically the thing that i keep is their excuses Oh, what for for ending it or Yeah, or for it just not going anywhere or or if they the one before they ghost. I just think it's quite interesting to refer back to because you start to notice patterns. I realised I'm like that meme, you know, of the guy with all the like the stuff on the corkboard and he's like, There's a pattern <laughs> But you just start to notice like themes. So it's not as creepy as it sounds. I feel like you think it's creepy. No. But it's basically, I guess, kind of any excuses they've given that, you know, sometimes you just want to go back over them and be like, oh, just further analyse them as yes. if you haven't analysed them enough <laughs> to death. <laughs> you know, it's been two years, but let's have a reread of that message. Um, let's open that wound. <laughs> but then you start to notice like patterns. Anyway, something that he Ooh, said, yeah. I was like, hang on a minute. It like set off this light bulb in my head. I was like, let me find that screenshot. <laughs> that was like me being like a computer. Oh, I thought you were scrolling through. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you start to notice. And I'm just saying, um, I think a red flag is any guy that says um, he's a bit messed up. Oh, yes. Um, Because that does seem to be um, a common one. But I just think perhaps saving your um, WhatsApp screenshots just for your personal use um, is, is quite handy to refer back to. I think it's good as well, because often with like when you 
end something with someone and then a few you know months later you might start to question oh actually were things really good um and you kind of misremember and so you can go back and remind yourself no actually they were they said they were messed up that was a major red flag exactly and also it's like you have the benefit of Mm. is that the benefit of hindsight yeah so you go back on things like there's messages I've got before and I remember getting them at the time and thinking like oh that's fine yeah he likes me it just just needs a bit of warming up you know it's fine (laughs) and then when I read it now I'm like you idiot (laughs) how did you not see it (laughs) yeah it's like crystal clear um but yeah I'd really recommend it and also your replies because that shows you how you've kind of um grown as a person oh I love that Laura so do you just keep them in your camera roll then these screenshots (laughs) like a graveyard of your (laughs) dalliances (laughs) although I just thought they're all in the cloud now oh Oh, god don't hack Um, me um but yeah they're just like I don't have a folder or anything that weird they're just in my like screenshots and just you know, if it's a Sunday and I'm feeling sad or if I just want to have a, you know, if I just want to analyse something or it's good for comparisons with current real world situations. Yeah, I absolutely love this. Um, I have no memory of like anything, basically. And I always ask my best friend, Megan, like, can you tell me why I broke up with him? And she'll have to remind me because I can never remember. And I'm like, well, it would be good if I had a, a bank of screenshots instead of having to ask her. Exactly. And it's so true what you said about how you misremember things or like the yeah. rose-tinted glasses. Because then you can look back. Because with some people say, if you've had repeat dalliances, and you can look back and you'd be like, this has been going on. Mm-hmm since like 2017 stop it it's so important to like look back on your former relationships or dating or whatever and like analyze it and and kind of learn from it do you know what you saying rose tinted glasses just reminded me I interviewed a therapist the other day um Dr Meg John Barker and they Mm. are like an academic and we were talking about how when you first meet someone and you get like your biology takes over and all your hormones are rushing in and you're like I fancy them so much and they said to me those hormones completely like shut down any of your survival instincts and they said when you're wearing rose tinted glasses red flags just look like bunting (laughs) and I have been telling everybody that I was at a party on Friday night I I whapped that out everyone's like yeah oh my god that's so true yeah because you just are like no no like you dismiss everything don't Mm. you we were saying they could literally be like I don't really want to hang out with you and you'll be like yeah but they do they're just saying that it's like no they literally showed their true colors I love that bunching thing and also just anything where like you know down the line it really annoys you but at the time you're like oh it's like it's really cute that they don't wash their beds (laughs) (laughs) they only have one pillow and a single duvet really cute he's just so like he just shuns like everyone else he doesn't wear underwear like love that so different (laughs) although no shade if you if you choose to um go underwearless it's just not your vibe is it but um yeah maybe start saving your screenshots definitely i love that um maybe we can ask tara if she saves her screenshots (gasps) that's a great shout yeah Although maybe not the best idea if the other person, other person, <laughs> the other person is married. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and what about the other person? Um, I'm going to ask Tara that though. Okay, let's bring her on. We're joined today by Tara, who has been having a virtual affair with a married man since the end of last year. Welcome, Tara. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm excited because you have. Um, 
this story we can say the story's been on the website can't we yes a portion of it so I know you've spoken to Paisley but I haven't spoken to you and I'm far more nosy than Paisley is (laughs) (laughs) she's got no social boundaries she'll just ask anything (laughs) no I'm joking (laughs) so for people who haven't read um Tara's piece which is on um the Cosmo website um would you mind telling us like how and when did you come to meet this man and like what was going on in your life at the time and like how did it come to be sure big questions (laughs) you got 10 in one there that's great that's great dive right in um yeah so I was in New York doing my undergraduate degree at the time and I I actually think it was a weekend because I remember I was sleeping till some like absolutely ridiculous time, like 3 p.m. or something. Ooh. And um, my my mother, of all people, called me. She was visiting New York to um, to come and see me and see how I was getting on and just enjoy the city. So she gave me a call and uh, her exact words were, you need to get up, get dressed, get pretty and get over here. And I was like, <laughs> that, okay. So yeah, um, I, I did exactly what she said. I was like, okay, that's, that's really strange. And she hung up on me. I was like, hey, okay, that's lovely. She was like, that's all you need to know. Just get over here. So I did as she asked because I'm good like that. And I, <laughs> I came to the hotel where she was staying and uh, I walked in. And I just remember looking at the bar and she was drinking a coffee and she was sat next to this guy. And I was like, okay, I really hope that's the reason she called me. <laughs> so, Has I your mum done this before? Sorry. Um, I don't think so, actually. My mum has never set me up with anybody before. So I thought, well, she must think that this is a really great call for her to just be like, right, this is happening. So yeah. um, she was right. I've got to hand it to her. We, I went over there and I hit it off with this guy straight away. And basically they were staying in the same hotel and they just met at the hotel bar, which at the time it was a coffee bar, but it transitions mm-hmm. to like a proper adults alcoholic bar <laughs> later on. So we sat down and we started having coffee and then that became Irish coffee and then that became wine and then that became whiskey and we just is your is your mum still there in yeah. this scenario like <laughs> I'm a three way date <laughs> she is there she was there okay. the whole time it was mum <laughs> Yeah, I know. So smug as well. I can just imagine her sipping her coffee in the background. Like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've ever met my mum, but you've completely nailed it. She was looking like very not subtly sort of like leaning behind him with her coffee cup and her little pinky finger. Yeah, going, mm-hmm. like told you. And I was like, yeah, all right, all right, calm down. All right. So um, do you, do you yeah. know what your mum had said to him um, at, she, to like to be like oh I need to get my daughter here had she said like I think you really like her yeah I think I think she was quite slick about it because at the time this guy was a writer and I I'm a writer as well so she had said oh you know my daughter's a writer blah 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 because I I think he was in town for some sort of like writing adjacent reason and uh she said oh that's that's really interesting you know like you should meet my daughter she's you know she's at school here and and she's a writer she'd love to meet you so she was quite she was she wasn't too obvious about it and then she called me and then I turned up and and then because I think one of the first things he said to me was like oh like you're it's so nice to meet you I've just been chatting to your mum she's so charming she tells me you're a writer like it's really nice to meet you so it was all quite quite Mm. slick I love that she's smooth af 
She is. She's <laughs> got like way yeah. more, way more game than I have. So, like, why didn't yeah. she pass that down in the genetics? I also, we haven't found out how she first started talking to him. Like, did she approach him? Would love to know. I think he sat down next to her, or like he politely did that thing that people do where they like leave one space between you, so it's not mm. weird. But then I think he just may have said something. I think he overheard her talking to the bartender. And he was, he did that typical thing like, oh, are you from England? So they kind of got chatting and it started. Why can I imagine, I I have never met your mum, but I can imagine her like patting the seat next to her being like, come on. (laughs) She probably would have done that. She probably eventually would have been like, oh, do you want to just scooch over and chat to me? Like the little black widow that she is. (laughs) So what happened after that uh, first meeting? So it went on till quite late. Was it 30? it, It was pretty late and... The later it got, the more like my mum, my mum is really smart about this kind of stuff. Like she's very good at introducing people and then really casually slipping out of the situation. Who is so, your mum? She is like M from James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely could be, you know, in a James Bond film. She, you know what they, I don't know if they've ever had this character because I've never read like any of the Bond novels or any of that sort of thing. But if there's a character who's like this sexy kind of super slick like woman who mentors like the younger (laughs) you know female spies who are coming in and learning their seduction techniques (laughs) that would be my mom I could totally see that for her um but yeah so she like after she introduced us she was like oh why don't you switch seats with me so we were sat next to each other and then she she started talking to some other random like she just is so good at talking to strangers (laughs) working that room (laughs) yeah so she just like segued off into another conversation so we were talking and then I at the time my one this is not you know very empowering thing to admit but my one thought at the time was this guy is so far out of my league like how Mm. am I punching this is absurd so I was like is he flirting with me is he just being polite I don't really know can't really tell so the way we left it off was like he was like oh do you want my number and I was like yes but (laughs) I was like is that is that to be polite? Has he given me like a number with ro- one wrong digit? <laughs> we may never know. Um, so Can yeah, I so I left ask? it off feeling kind of flirty, but also a bit like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Why did you think he was out of your league? What was that about? Oh, it's not to like perpetuate gender stereotypes because like, fuck mm. that. But he, at the time, I was probably in my first or second year of university and he was just so much more a man than anyone mm. that I was at school with. And it was just so, like, he was wearing a three-piece suit with, like, purple accents and pinstripes and he was, he had, you know... <laughs> that like, sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot, but he was, a he was, like, carrying it off really well. Like, it didn't seem pompous. He seemed super relaxed and comfortable in his skin and he was wearing this amazing watch. And he just, the way he was talking, he just sounded really worldly and educated and he just seemed not like anyone that I'd met previously. And I was just like, oh, we're in very different life stages and, like, I, I don't know if I can keep up with this person yeah so I just had that really sort of like overwhelming sense of this person has experienced so much in their life and they're so much further ahead than I am in their Mm -hmm. life journey as kind of cliche and alternative spirituality as that sounds (laughs) and what's the age gap between you it's not that much actually it's only five years okay cool and you in your 20s I am yeah late 20s oh all right for some um (laughs) (laughs) sorry Laurie so after that first meeting, did you meet up again? Um, what kind of went from there? Yeah, so 
I had, so he gave me his number and I texted to just say, oh, this is my number as well. And then he texted me and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So we texted back and forth for a bit. And then um, he was traveling a lot, I remember at the time, like from coast to coast. So we would talk quite a bit and he'd be telling me like, oh, you know, I'm like driving across country. I'm like going to LA, I'm going here, I'm going there. Uh, And he was going abroad too, I think at the time. So we didn't meet up for a while, but then he texted me and was like, oh, I'm in town. Like, do you want to get some drinks? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we went out for drinks and it was, it was kind of the same as when I met him the first time, but the flirtation seemed just like it had been dialed up a notch. And I was like, Mm. okay, well, even for me, like Miss Oblivious, this is pretty unmistakable. (laughs) So there was like definite like flirting and stuff, but it was also, it was quite playful. Like that's what I liked about it at the start because it wasn't overly, it wasn't awkward and it wasn't overly sexual either. It was, it was sexually suggestive without being explicit, which I, I really like. So it was just really flirtatious and fun. And then we kind of left it on a, oh, like we should, um, we should definitely meet up another time. You know, I know that, you know, we've got to like go our separate ways for now, but we should definitely like plan something in the future. And it, it just, it had a very suggestive note. So that was the next Mm. kind of meeting. Um, and, and when then, did you know that he was married? Sorry. Not for a very long time afterwards. I had no idea at this point. And this was, oh gosh, I can't even think of the dates, but this would have been years ago now. And um, I didn't know he was married until last year. Okay. But he was married at the time, but just hadn't said. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a good point. I think there was a brief period where we met where he wasn't married, um, but they must have been together. But then he Mm -hmm. got married not that long after we met, I think. Okay. Okay. So was he actively lying about being single or did it just not come up, if that makes sense? I think weirdly, it just never came up. Like, I don't think I ever outright said, oh, are you seeing anyone? Because... Yeah. You just assume... That's a weird yeah. thing, isn't it? Like, but I don't think I would have ever asked him, like, by the way, are you single? It just would have never occurred to me. Like the way that we met and everything was kind of weird, but then the way our relationship developed was so organic, it just wasn't something I ever mm-hmm. thought about. And I'm guessing he didn't have a wedding ring or No. no. I definitely would have noticed that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, so I never I never knew anything about that at the time. And it was only like last year that he told me because because then I, I did ask outright. Okay, so how did you go from, you know, going for a, f- a few drinks, meeting up a few times to being more in contact? So we basically kept in touch um, mostly by text, actually, while I was still in New York. And he was kind of in and out of town. And I was also... I think probably like after the first drinks date somewhere after that point I was sexually assaulted and it just I don't think I really recognized this at the time but I was very much like "Mm, I don't particularly want to deal with anybody that I find like intimidating is not 100% the right word but I do think that like being around him I felt very much like in a submissive position because of that mm. sense of like oh this person is older than me they're in a different life position than me they're really worldly like mm. they know so much they've experienced so much all of that kind of thing so I any kind of like male energy that felt intimidating even if it was mm. previously in a good way I just didn't really want to have anything to do with it at the time so he continued to ask me out like he asked me out 
you know, for dinner. He asked me actually to get celebratory cocktails on the day of my graduation. And Mm. every time I actually said no, I was like, no. And at the time I was like, why am I saying no? I obviously like this person, but I just can't do it. Yeah. Because it just freaked me out. So we didn't meet up in person for probably the rest of the time I was in New York. So we would just stay in touch via text. And then after graduation, I moved back to the UK, back home. And we called a couple of times and then, you know, nothing came of it, just sort of fizzled out. And then at the end of last year, 2019, he called me completely out of the blue through Facebook Messenger. Like he tracked me down on Facebook. So he can ring someone on Facebook. Yeah, ugh, just, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so he, he found me on Facebook because my phone number had changed. Like I'd retired my American phone number. So he found mm. me on Facebook and called me through Messenger. And uh, at first I literally thought it was a butt dial because we hadn't <laughs> spoken for so long. So I didn't answer the phone. I was just <laughs> like, nope, must be wrong. And then uh, like, uh, I think probably a f- couple of days later, he called me again and I was like, did you, and I, I answered and I was like, did you mean to call me? And he was like, yeah, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, I just haven't, we haven't spoken in ages. And he was really apologetic and he told me all this stuff like, oh, I, I, you know, I've been thinking about you this whole time and I'm, I'm, I really regret that we never made a go of it. And I was like, what even precipitated you calling yeah. me and it turned out that he had like read something of mine that I had published and he found it really moving and he wanted to reach out and talk to me again and he was just telling me like oh I just really want to reconnect with you like I really miss you I've been thinking about you this whole time and all of that so it was quite an intense chat and then that's basically how it started back up again last year and ever since then it's been like then we switched to WhatsApp and he used to he would call me like not so much at the beginning, but then the calls kind of got more more regular and they got longer. And every time we're on the phone, it's it's always like hours. There was actually one time that we were on the phone for six hours and 46 minutes. What? <laughs> yeah. That Your is phone nuts. bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's over Facebook Messenger, you know, Wi-Fi. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so when he did get back in touch were you thinking oh actually yeah I have been thinking about you all this time too or was it kind of like a bat out of hell <laughs> an emotional like bat out of hell <laughs> yeah like that one meatloaf <laughs> over there <laughs> love a bit of meatloaf um yeah it was it was definitely I mean in my mind he was kind of one of the things in my life that was left unfinished so mm. I don't love that I don't like unfinished business so I was pretty intrigued Actually, I'm just, I'm quite a curious person. So if, if people pop back up in my life, I'm always like, hmm, this is interesting. Let's, let's at least hear them out and see what they have to say. So I definitely thought, well, this is, this is unusual. Um, but yeah, I, I told him, you know, oh, I've, I've thought about you a lot over the past few years at different points because he would kind of like pop into my mind when certain things would, would prompt me. Like when I would, we used to talk about theatre quite a lot. So, you know, if I was going to the theatre to see something really interesting like something unusual like a one or two person play I would always be thinking about him and think oh I wonder what he would think about this so yeah yeah, so I have been thinking about him as well so how did you find out that he was married um did you have like suspicions because also I guess if you're like chatting for six hours I know (laughs) obviously you're in separate countries you're really far away but did you kind of want to meet up is that some like because if I was you I'd be thinking of like 
Is this actually going to be anything? Yeah, so the way that I found out that he was married was, I think, either in the first or second call that we had uh, at the end of last year. He asked me, like, oh, are you seeing anybody? And I was like, no, uh, single. Um, And, like, the conversation carried on. And then I realised, oh, I didn't ask him back. And I thought, maybe that's something I should do. Like, at the time, I thought, oh, is he asking to gauge whether I'm available? Or was it just a polite question? And I thought, oh, well, it's polite anyway to ask the question in return. So I said, by the way, I realise I never asked you if you're seeing anyone. And he was like, there was a long pause. And then he went, well, actually, I'm married, but it's not exactly that simple and I was like oh, okay can you God, my stomach would fall out of my arsehole I'd be like what <laughs> yeah so he Did was like, like that? <laughs> so that's how I found out because I asked him outright but I, I think he probably wouldn't have said anything if I hadn't have asked directly mm. how did it feel then to hear that were you really shocked I was shocked but Oh, it's going to sound horrible. Like, I'm not saying all men are dogs, hashtag not all men. Uh-huh. But um, so many guys have like hit on me when they're already taken. So I was like, I think I did more of an internal eye roll than a, oh my God, what? So yeah, yeah I was just like, right, okay. Um, but he, he like, he basically explained the situation. He was like, well, you know, it's not a loving marriage. Like she, she doesn't, love me we live apart eight months of the year Mm. all of this so he basically like told me this story of like their marriage just having disintegrated and become just really a marriage on paper like he was basically saying oh you know we're separated you know in everything but but name so yeah he just basically was painting this portrait of an unhappy marriage and I was like "Uh, uh, okay and and in the back of my mind I was kind of like well it's probably not a good idea to get involved with someone who's married. But on the other hand, my parents met when one of them was married to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess also, I would say up to now, it has been a bit like a bit of like something out of like a film. I have your mum. Do you know what I mean? It's like quite, oh, your mum met him. It's quite romantic. Then he yeah. like looked you up again. Um, so I can see why you, and also I think because you're that bit removed, you, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Never seen him. I guess you know it's different if you maybe had met his wife or mm. you've never seen that part of his. So I can understand that. Yeah, it was definitely like he's a very, very smooth talker. So he's very charming, and you know everything is kind of romanticized. And you're right, it was a lot like kind of living in my own personal rom com until the whole oh I'm married part like you don't really see that in your average like Richard Curtis film do you but uh yeah it definitely was intoxicating you know talking to him and and I definitely would not have got involved if he'd said oh I'm married and Mm. and that and he had said nothing else but I think the fact that he told me like oh you know we don't we don't live together like we don't see each other that much. It's not like a loving relationship. It's just sort of a functional marriage now. So I think that had something to do with it as well. But did you ever feel guilty about his wife? Yeah, I mean, I'm not soulless. So yes, I definitely did. But I would say if someone had told me, oh, by the way, I'm married and left it at that, there would have been no way I would have even continued talking to them. I'd have been like, right, nice knowing you have a lovely life. Goodbye. Um, but I think the fact that he said it's not really a marriage, we're basically married on paper, we don't even live together, we don't even live in the same country for eight months of the year, you know, mm. it, that kind of made a big difference for me morally, because I think, I mean, of course, I suppose he could have been lying, but I didn't really think about that at the time, but I I thought, okay, well, it's a bit different if somebody's, you know, married and they're still in a relationship but if they're married but it looks like they're heading for a separation it's a little bit I don't know maybe that's wrong am I just like completely rationalizing it but it felt it felt different so you weren't worried that he was lying to you like you took you took his word for it you you trusted him yeah because I I also at the time just thought of I think I compared what he was saying against what was happening. So I just thought, you know, the regularity with which he's calling me and the fact that we're, you know, on the phone at like really weird times for him. I thought, yeah, you couldn't really be doing that. You couldn't be talking to somebody this much if you had a functional relationship because, you know, you would have to be at home for some parts of the day at least yeah like the logistics <laughs> yeah exactly I was like hang on do the logistics back up what he's telling me <laughs> and they did <laughs> and they did so did you I'm guessing you carried on yeah talking since yeah yeah and actually it got when it started off it was a little bit less intense and it was kind of more on the friendship side of things and then things really just started to kind of escalate and become more intense and like leading up to like spending literally the equivalent of a working day on the phone um but I think Have, that, having the phone sex yeah exactly <laughs> the phone sex <laughs> not not something I had ever done before because you know like a lot of self-respecting millennials I actually hate talking on the phone <laughs> in a burning passion um interesting choice of words I've just realized I use there but, but yeah, yeah so he he totally 
now I don't really mind talking on the phone at all. And But he really kind of changed that because I just wasn't used to like people calling me out of the blue. I was like, how dare you call me without yeah. making an appointment? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was all kind of a first, like just kind of getting used to chatting to people without being able to see them and read their body mm. language. That's like a new thing for me. And then phone sex I'd never done before because it just seems, it feels like more intimate than sex IRL I don't really know how to explain that no it's so vulnerable I think Mm. because it's all what you're saying because you because you can't see them either like you could say the one thing and now I'm putting my finger oh and then just yeah (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) you know what I mean like it can really go from you can crash pretty quick yes exactly it's like uh, I just whenever I'm <laughs> whenever I'm sexting actually it's it's not as bad with <laughs> whenever sexting, I'm sexting that's, whenever I'm that's sexting, a quote um yeah I mean that's not as bad because I can edit myself so that's mm. not so much of a problem but I always just think like with phone sex I'm like oh my god I'm turning into a real life version of my dad wrote a porno and we yeah. cannot have this <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's kind of not necessarily performative but it is in some ways a performance and so mm. I would be like am I doing a good job of performing this I don't know (laughs) yes yeah definitely Um, so how did those like kind of more friendly conversations go from that to I know you haven't kissed but to phone sex um well I think even when we first met we were quite kind of flirty right away so when we were texting I think that, I mean, I think there was like a little bit of back and forth, but I mean, I have to confess, I am guilty of this all the time. Like whenever I'm having a conversation with somebody that I'm interested in, even if it's supposed to be just friendly, I'll find a way to like say something that has multiple layers of meaning (laughs) (laughs) and just see what happens. I'm always like, let's just throw in this slightly subtle, but not really innuendo and see what they do with it. So it was probably my fault. Um, So I probably said something a bit provocative and he I think he picked up on it straight away and then from that point it was always quite flirtatious so when we were texting actually it was probably when we were in New York that it was most kind of charged and then when we started talking on the phone that's when it actually became more emotionally involved is there a lot of sexting then I I mean I assume in a in a virtual relationship it's 90% sexting Actually, surprisingly, it's less than 90%, which, like, I'm surprised about too, uh, because, like, I think he's quite a sexual person. Not that I'm not, but he's he's very, like, you know, he's dark, tall, dark, like, literally tall, dark and handsome, like, fuck me, but there we are. (laughs) Um, And he's very kind of smouldering and he's super charming and everything. And he's very passionate about his work and, and life and just he's really an intellectually curious person so he obviously has a lot of passion so I'm kind of surprised that there isn't more sexting involved but it's it's actually a lot less than 90% most of our time that we spend either texting or talking on the phone most of it is not sexual most of it is just like banter talking about our jobs talking about the state of the world and then actually a lot of the time when we're talking it's probably like more romantic than sexual like he was asking me, you know, like, oh, have you, have you checked into like whether you're allowed to to fly to the states yet? Do you know what the travel restrictions are? Because like, I really want you to come and stay with me. Like, oh, you can stay for three months on a visitor's visa, can't you? So Ooh, wow. you should probably like 
not pack light pack the opposite of light pack heavy do you ever worry about his um wife like seeing any of the messages or like seeing like a picture of you on his phone so previously um i think i wrote in the piece that it's surprisingly non-illicit feeling for an illicit relationship Mm. because we i mean I don't know if I was going to say we have a we have an implicit kind of understanding that he always calls me and not the other way around. I don't know if he actually knows that, but that's just <laughs> what I assume is happening because you know, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have to worry about calling and then having her find the phone ringing and be like who is this. Mm. Um so he would always call me and so I I wasn't too worried about that. And then also the fact that she they live apart and I mean like really apart like she lives abroad from him like eight months out of the year so I was like well I assume that most of the time there there aren't any problems with that kind of thing either but then um like a bit of a curveball actually since I wrote the piece he told me he was getting a divorce and he's like moved out and got and got himself like a new apartment so I don't worry about that at all now (laughs) That's actually, yeah, that's worked out all right. (laughs) (laughs) And when he told you he was getting divorced, did you have like kind of any guilt there? Did you feel like you might have been part of it? Or did you feel like you were saying before you were kind of very separate from the the issues in their marriage? That's interesting. I actually, that never even crossed my mind because I think if if he had said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm married and then, not well this is in the universe that wouldn't exist because I wouldn't do this but if he had just said oh yeah I'm married is that fine and I've been like yeah cool and then later he'd said oh I'm getting divorced I, I probably would have thought hang on did I have something to do with that but because he said he painted it in this he basically really really painted a picture of someone who was really at the tail end of a marriage where it's just a formality and a separation is on the horizon so you know when he told me like, oh, I'm getting a divorce, I think my first thought was, well, I, I think everybody saw that coming. So I didn't think I really had anything to do with it. I think if anything, I probably would say that I was more of a symptom than the disease in that case. Mm. From what you've said, you know, there was already, there were already issues in the relationship before you met. Yeah. And when he asked you to go see him, like, are you considering that? Do you want to, because I think you wrote in the piece something about right now it's almost a fantasy and acting on it will that change things yeah so at the time he he first asked me if I would come and visit him like in quite an offhand manner before lockdown so at the time I was like oh yeah sure but in my mind I was like that's never going to happen because he said it in an offhand way and I've replied in an offhand way because part of the excitement of this is the fantasy and maybe we've both entered into this because we know it can never really be anything because we Mm -hmm. literally live, you know, on opposite sides of an ocean. And I think that that does say something. I mean, sure, there are all these romantic stories of like, yeah, I had a long distance relationship with my partner and then we eventually found a way to be together. But I was like, this is not what this is. It didn't start that way. It doesn't, I don't really see any reason why it's looking like it would go that way. So at the time I thought, no, the fantasy is something that we both want I mean for him he told me he was in an unhappy marriage so someone well I'm not a psychologist but to me someone who's in that position they don't want another relationship that could become messy and real and difficult Mm. they want someone who is like an idealized version of themselves and what better way to have that than to be with or you know in a virtual relationship with someone that you can never actually physically touch yeah so I thought well the fantasy is pretty real for him and then I wrote about this in the piece a lot but the fantasy was a big part of it for me as well because I have 
trouble with emotional intimacy. So I much prefer, well, I've had enough therapy to understand that even though this is painful, it's an active choice I make to be with people who can't really hurt me because they can't really ever be fully present in my life. Mm. So I thought the fantasy is a big part of this for both of us. I'm clearly not really going to go. But then he started calling me more frequently and for longer and it got really sort of like emotionally a lot more intense and we were both talking about our sort of childhood damage and all that kind of lovely stuff that you don't (laughs) tend to show people and um, it just got a lot more emotionally heated than I was anticipating and then he told me you know I'm getting a divorce I've moved out I have my own apartment and he he FaceTimed me and took me on a virtual tour and he showed me his closet and he was all like, look, I've cleared out half of the wardrobe so that you have space for your stuff when you come and visit. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's actually being serious about this. So yeah, I think after that point, it became more of a real possibility for both of us. And it's definitely something that I have, well, I've considered it strongly enough to put aside two grand in my bank account (laughs) for a trip. Okay. That sounds quite, yeah. So when you were back in New York, did you ever hook up or was it always like non-physical? Yeah, it was always non-physical. That's actually the most amusing part of all this to me that it, like we've never even kissed. So the whole thing is just an entirely sort of virtual situation. So yeah, that's part of that's part of what keeps me up at night thinking, how am I this twisted over someone that I've like never even kissed? Do you know what? I was just thinking how, oh, that must be so exciting and you must be gagging to do it. But actually, I think I'd be shitting myself because there's so much like expectation and pressure now. It's like, this has to be a really good snog. Yes. <laughs> oh like my that? God. It, it, yeah, you're totally right. I'm like, oh God, if this, if this ever comes to fruition, if, you know, the covid travel restrictions ever get lifted like I really have to pull out my a plus game like I haven't used that for like years and <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you something it's quite like mm, I feel, I feel... <laughs> oh everybody brace themselves <laughs> no but you've been speaking for so long and I feel like you're talking about this really logically mm. but do you love him ah uh, tricky I mm... I think I could, but I don't think I do, if that makes sense. But do you have kind of strong, you have a strong emotional connection and obviously you do have an intimacy as well because you're talking about deep shit. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, I mean, actually, I was overanalyzing this with my friend the other day. Um, Like, we were both talking about it and I was like, well, I've definitely caught feelings. I'm definitely infatuated. (laughs) And we were both trying to work out, I mean... I think because I'm such an emotional person, I try to overcompensate by being overly rational about things that are emotional in nature. So I was literally like, okay, can we Google this? Like scientifically, what is the distance in terms of emotional feeling and time between infatuation and love? Like, can we actually (laughs) measure the distance between these two states? Um, So yeah, I I would say that I'm probably somewhere in the middle of those two. Okay. Because the thing is, like, even if you're not with each other, the fact that you spend so much time talking, like I couldn't help but form an emotional bond with someone like that. Mm, Yeah, definitely. I I definitely remember the point where it went from, because I very clearly remember thinking, oh, this is so fun. And 
I really enjoy this. Like every time we talk, it makes me happy. And I kind of, it's just Mm. like that little sparkle that wasn't in my life previously. And I remember thinking, okay, well, that's just, you know, fun and it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's like lighthearted, sexy fun. Great. And then I remember there was like a tipping (laughs) point where, you know, if he didn't call me for a few days, it would be like, it would literally feel like physical withdrawal. And I was like, okay, I'm definitely screwed Uh at this point. She's in the danger zone. Exactly. And I want to ask something else, but again, this one feels worse than the other one. Um, <laughs> oh, do you ever worry that he could be doing this with someone else? Yes. Um, is that something you thought about and how would you feel if so? Yeah, I think it's definitely possible because I just tend to think that, you know, people people are typically consistent you know, if you know Mm. enough about, I think that people are both complicated and not complicated. If you know enough about someone in their history, you can more or less predict what they're going to do and you can understand why they act the way that they do. And I think the fact that, and he's told me previously that he has been unfaithful in past relationships. So I'm aware that that's a pattern for him. So I do kind of think, well, if it's this easy for him to strike something up with me then he could definitely be doing that with someone else or multiple someone else's you know it's definitely possible um and are you dating other people like in real life in England no I historically have well actually I, I mean I've never dated anybody I've never had a serious relationship I had like a you know a little teenage relationship that was you know very sweet but it didn't go beyond holding hands so so yeah historically I I don't I don't really date so it's not it's not something that I've ever done and I I've I've said that I've never been in love before and I don't think I have and I don't really think anyone has loved me either so it's not this is all very kind of new for me even in the virtual realm (laughs) do you think you don't date though now as well because of him because you kind of know that you have someone I guess that you are interested in so you're not going to go seeking out those things yeah I mean I definitely I mean because my dating activity was literally zero previously it's not like he it's not like I've cancelled my hinge account you know or whatever (laughs) because he's in my life I didn't have a hinge account or any dating account before he popped up but I definitely wouldn't be interested in seeing and also who's got the time like it's like no my my day job is quite demanding I you know I write on the side and we spend all this time talking like who has the time or the stamina like if he does in one regard like fair play but I I definitely don't (laughs) um but what about sex are you do you like have people to shag here I don't no. know why I've got this impression of you as a top shagger. I think it's because you wrote, you wrote something about shagging and I was like, oh, she's always shagging. Well, I'm, ve- I'm very flattered by that impression and I will, I will say nothing to disillusion you of that. No, I'm, I'm going to say something to disillusion you of that. Oh, um, damn it. Yeah, I had a, well, I had probably an overactive sex life when I was in New York and that's like, that's another story that I will write at some point. But yeah, I mean, I came, I came back and then I had a thing with another friend like a friends with benefits situation which also didn't end very well so I think I just after that I kind of cooled it off and I was like I'm gonna take a little like break for growth and all of that so yeah my um 
my dating pool has been looking, or my sex pool, actually, just to be blunt mm. about it, my sex pool has been looking very shallow recently. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, do you know what? With all that sexting, I'd be so horny. I don't, <laughs> I'd be like, where can I put this? You're in? the you... top shagger. I'm not. <laughs> Ask anyone I've shagged. <laughs> I'm sure um, that's not true. It's so true. I guess just, I mean, are we going to have to do a part two on whatever happens? Yes. Like... <laughs> And what just, happens next <laughs> um does your mum still know you talk to him oh yeah she's like fully in support of me like moving out there and becoming his second of course wife she or is stage mum i'm is. obsessed with your mum she's pageant mum but for your romantic relationships she really is she like she thinks that i need a lot of help in that department and she's probably <laughs> not wrong so she's she's like uh, you know what i'm just going to take a very active role in managing this for you and i'm like great never asked you to but thanks <laughs> thanks mum <laughs> so i guess to kind of wrap up this part one (laughs) um what are your plans for the future well actually you know what this is sort of a positive note I was actually thinking the other day you know if this all ends because I had to reflect in the piece on like how do you think this is going to end like what's going to happen and I obviously my answer has kind of changed now because at the time I was like I don't know how it's going to end but we're probably not going to meet up and now I'm like still don't know how it's going to end but we might meet up I've made plans that would make it possible for us to meet up but I have been thinking what if he changes his mind what if he doesn't want me to come visit him you know what if Mm. he gets back together with his wife what if he just decides he doesn't want to see me anymore and regardless of the emotional fallout you know, obviously, I think I got into this relationship as a way to do intimacy light, you know, mm, like yeah. to, a way to be intimate without putting myself at risk of getting hurt. But obviously, I've kind of screwed myself over there by opening up to this person and becoming emotionally attached. Like, well done you, like pat <laughs> on the back. Um, but even if there is pain and emotional fallout, I don't think that changes the value of a relationship. And I think it has at least taught me that the way I've been conducting my life has been not very fulfilling and the whole no intimacy emotionally or intimacy light just isn't working for me and it is something that I want to have in my life. So, you know, it has taught me regardless of all the circumstances around it, you know, besides regardless of the fact that he's married and that this could end up really hurting me, it has taught me that I do want to restructure my life to make room for someone to love me and for me to be able to love someone so I think that's quite a positive thing to learn that you know pain is worth it and that I'm willing to take the risk to open myself up to emotional rewards so that's kind of positive I hope yeah oh my god that got me I feel like you <laughs> should present this podcast yeah instead you're of us. so articulate <laughs> oh thank you oh I was so goodness. nervous coming on here I was like what if I say something really stupid no no, no it's all I like, feel like we should hand our notice in Pacey yeah. this is our last Laura, should we we're handing go. over to you Tara <laughs> thank you so much and I feel like you have to keep us updated and yeah maybe there's a part two in the future that would be really fun well thank you guys so much for having me I'm always up for a part two awesome thank Thank you so much thank you so um apart from being in total awe of Tara um best guest ever I know (laughs) you're right yeah I'm just having the five minutes to myself (laughs) she was just so articulate and that's why I had to ask if she loved him because she was being so logical about it. I know. And I thought, God, I have 
I have no sense. I'm nonsense. <laughs> You're not. But you mean you let you'd let your emotions take over. Yeah. And you wouldn't be so rational. Yeah, and she was completely and like completely knows what she's doing. She does. Uh, I also think like people think of people who have affairs as like just cold and heartless, but it's gone to show she's thought about it a lot. And I don't know. It's like it's not that simple, is it? In this scenario. No, there's a lot of grey in this life, Paisley. Oh, beautiful. It's my favourite saying. And do you know what? I really am going to have a chat with Jan afterwards and try and make her more proactive in my dating life. Oh, this is your mum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got confused because we had a, a five-minute bit where we were going to call the guest Jan <laughs> as her fake name. So I was like, are we, are we talking about... Um, yeah, gonna be like, come on, Jan. Probably but what she is Jan? A- is Jan gonna be down Croydon Tesco's finding men for you? Like this is this was a New York bar. Where's Jan hanging out? Um, excuse me, don't shame my mother. <laughs> she doesn't just hang out in Croydon Tesco's. <laughs> Where does she hang out? I mean, she goes Nordic walking. <laughs> oh, okay, she might, actually, that's she might find cool. a cu- couple of middle-aged ramblers. <laughs> <laughs> that's one hundred percent your type. <laughs> it is but just, yeah oh i mean mate yeah I'm, i haven't fully thought this through okay <laughs> as was sorry that things. i was so rude about jan it's just that <laughs> from your social media all you guys ever do is go and get luxury snacks from tesco's that's what i thought that was your whole relationship i'm ending the podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> This brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitans All The Way With. Thanks to oh, thanks to Tara for joining us and to you for listening. If you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitans All The Way With was recorded by Number 8 Studios remotely and is available to download on all the usual podcast apps. Bye. Hasta la vista. <laughs> 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.